0: Welcome to the token podcast series. I'm your host Christian and joining us today is a founder and CEO of the world's first native web3 hotel booking platform sleep.io. Michael Ross. Michael welcome to the series. How are you today?
1: First of all thanks for inviting me. No, I'm, I'm very well. I'm super excited for things we're building and pumped.
0: Hectic day but uh, yeah all done well. That's great. That's great to hear. I mean, uh, hectic days are better than boring days. That means things are moving forward. So let's start at the beginning, Michael. Maybe you can provide us an overview of Sleep.io and how it utilizes Web3 technology in the hotel booking industry. You know, what sets Sleep.io apart from the traditional hotel booking platforms?
1: If you look at the current landscape, it's, it's pretty owned, I would say, by Web2 giants like Booking, Expedia which means actually you as a user don't have the benefits which you can really get, which is actually highly personalized offers. So things starting there, like you as a user, when you're searching, when information becomes available, I'll say in the blockchain, hotels can respond to this technically. So we can support this, which means actually you're receiving offers which you never received before, which is really based on your historic data. So this is a huge benefit of really using blockchain data because it's actually, it's available. And second thing I think is really important there is there's if you're looking at the current landscape of travel and connectivity and everything out there, there are so many minimums, which means also you as a user don't get the best price you deserve. The second thing the hotel doesn't get the price they deserve. So also by using blockchain, you can solve a pretty big issue in the space, which also is removing minimums, which also an impact is, of course, of the high I'll say, acquisition uh, costs, which the Web2 companies has. So by using blockchain technology, I would say you have a win-win, which means the hotel can have their control back, but also have, I would say, better revenues, which is a benefit for the uh, for the user as well.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. And you know, when we talk about transparency and security, Web three is often associated with it. So how does Sleep leverage these aspects to address common concerns in the travel industry, such as fraudulent bookings or hidden fees?
1: Yeah, a no, good question. As you said, everything is transparent, right? So everything, what is discussed, if it's discussion regarding fees, it's in the smart contracts, so everything is visible. So there's nothing to hide, but make it completely transparent. Um, first is important, of course, when people make a reservation that we also are completely secure in everything, we store everything we do, which means also we're not storing any secure data, personal data in any NFT or on the blockchain. So it means we're completely transparent in the way we're doing our business but also really make sure that security is for us essential and crucial.
0: And, you know, one thing me as a traveler uh, and I do a lot of it, I've been to 53 countries and, you know, I often face challenges, you know, dealing with multiple currencies, euro, dollar, you know, Polish lote, for example, uh, and as well as many different payment methods uh, while booking accommodations abroad. You know, how does sleep.io utilize this Web3 technology to simplify this payment process and, you know, offer a seamless experience for users no matter where you are in the globe?
1: We, of course, accepting crypto payments, which make it much easier. If you look at the current way of your payment methods, it's a crazy process because you just, you just okay, imagine you're in Poland paying a Polish slotty, then you go into a hotel, for example, in uh, in France, then you have to pay in euros. Then there's always a credit card fee in between, exchange fees. Then you're arriving there, then actually say, okay, no, actually the fee you paid is differently because there's a still a city tax. There's so many middlemen, there's so many intermediaries there. Then, of course, the commissions included. So it doesn't make so much sense to include all those intermediaries with virtual credit cards, credit cards, etc. If you can look into the way of, I will say, an, an cryptocurrency, which is the same in every country where they don't have to convert, which also is directly confirmed, I think it's also important because you see the numbers in the hotel space of credit card fraud. It's enormous. So imagine just again, if there's no money on your wallet, you can't book, pretty obviously. And there's not more there's not much secure way just to use your wallet compared with a sixteen-digit number, right? If you're looking at the wallet, it's much more secure. So I think there's a benefit there that you have the security of I'll say less fraud for hotels and the huge benefit as a user that you don't have all those fees in between. So again, another win-win.
0: And you know, I want to talk about the other booking platforms because you know, uh, we know there's quite a few of them out there and, and the travel industry being highly competitive. You know how does Sleep.io, you know Web three model create a unique value proposition for travelers and entice them to choose your platform over more established alternatives?
1: Yeah, we're using the Web chain data, historic data from the users, which already benefit. Which means we can add your specific deals based on your needs. As well, we're using a lot of AI. Uh, soon we're going to announce a few more really interesting things regarding AI we want to implement. So this really makes sure that the hotels you see are actually really the fitting on the one you're searching for, right? So regarding that the prices is okay, what you're paying for, that the recommendations you're searching for, actually the hotel you're searching for, totally makes sense because we know your historic data. And then using as well AI, which actually make it even better based on your persona. So if you combine all those elements, I think timing for going live now is amazing, can be better because all those things are there, but they're not utilized so far by others. And that's our benefit there. I think another benefit as well, is I would say, is the user acquisition. So we don't want to do traditional user acquisition in Web2. You can see Booking Expedia is spending tons of money actually on traditional, I would say, search engine marketing tools and then social media. With Web3, it's different. First of all, it's an economy which is supporting each other, which is very really nice. So we're going to cooperate and we announce a few soon with large web-free companies, you so say we're supporting each other in this growth and this movement into web-free. So this is, I think, super strong. And the way of actually what I mentioned before, using historic data and to give you really the, the recommendations or add up your specific deals just for you, this is the way you want to acquire users. So we will be completely differently, which means if you have much less or close to zero acquisition cost, which means again, this come back to the user and to the hotel.
0: Let's talk about data privacy, as we know, it's a growing concern for travelers, especially with the recent data breaches in the industry. How does SLEEP's Web3 architecture ensure the security and privacy of users' personal information, you know, while still providing a personalized and convenient booking experience?
1: Good question. Well, if you're making reservations to a large OTA, they're controlling your data, which means they're not providing your details, guest details, email address directly to the hotel. They're owning it, right? So the data is owned by booking Expedia, etc. And this is completely differently actually in our platform because we just say, okay, we're just actually building a technology We're actually using blockchain technology by sending your reservation directly to the hotel, which means we don't want to interfere in there. The only thing what we know from you is your wallet address. That's it. So we know, okay, based on your behavior on your wallet, which is, we don't know it's Christie, we know it's 0x, etc. We can actually do your specific deal, specific offers because we see your behavior in this wallet, which means we don't identify you as a as, as a person, we don't know your name or personal details. No, we just say based on his usage, historic data, we, uh, we give you a specific deal. Or when we even though you can see that you book a ticket on the same wallet for an event, we can see this. So why not give you a deal as on your wallet for a specific hotel in the events uh, city, again, without knowing that it's Christian and where he lives.
0: No, that's really cool. And I think this is, you know, one of those things as technology develops and and our way of doing things develop, those are the kinds of things that people are looking for. They don't want to have, you know, all their personal details being scattered across the internet, but they still want that hyper personalization uh, to, you know, kind of conform to the way they do things, the things that they like, where they go. So it's super interesting. And I wanted to talk a bit on the hotel side uh, because of all this new technology and how this, you know, uh, travel industry is changing. Uh, And you mentioned in one of your answers earlier, this intermediary fees, and it can be a significant burden for both, you know, the traveler, which, you know, these hidden things, you're like, why am I paying for this? And then also the hotel partners. So let's talk about how Sleep uses blockchain technology to reduce middleman costs, you know, leading to more competitive pricing and increased value for both parties.
1: On this stage, you see that not every hotel is ready for a change. And even though they're open to work with us, they're open indeed to give us specific grades, but of course they have to be ready or they have to be educated. You see the movement already. So as in a hotel, we're keeping it, I would say, still simple. So on the web, on the hotel part, there's still some Web2 elements, which we're also moving into Web3. Um, on this stage, yes, the Web3 user isn't easy, to be really honest. They're high demanding. Um, they're not have the patient, right? We also find out which means also, yes, we have to take supply, hotel supply from some partners on this stage. But yes, more and more we're removing, uh, removing them and replacing them actually with direct contract hotels, which also we want to contract directly to smart contracts. So it is a movement. We are the, the first one, which is super exciting. And yes, we have to go to a phase when we're we replacing, I would say, traditional content and APIs with smart contracts, and this is a transition phase. So we're starting already with, uh, with the smart contracts with hotels and a direct connectivity. But this is a movement. But again, we still want to make the users happy as well that they have enough supply to book.
0: You know, as the travel industry evolves, new challenges and opportunities arise. So how do you envision Web3 technology continuing to shape and revolutionize the way people plan and book their travel experiences in the future? And how is sleep.io prepared to be at the forefront of this transformation?
1: Nice question. I think there will be a lot of collaboration. So we are building on the Camino network, which is actually an initiative and really focusing on the travel. Um, there will be a lot of collaborations and partnerships there, which means if you see that somebody makes a reservation for a flight, the, again, the wallet makes a reservation for a flight, and you know where actually he's landing. And based on this one, you can air up him specific deals for his destination. Then meanwhile, this is also, you just know actually based on the of the booking, he just know as well where actually he has needed need to transport from or maybe tourist activities. The same if the hotel want to maybe sell tourist activities. Now it goes to third parties. You don't know if it actually went there. If somebody using blockchain data and somebody really went to a specific place or really did a tour, it's all trackable. So I think there's a lot of transparency in the whole flow of travel journeys. And if they working seamlessly, the good thing is everybody can build on the same technology because it's in the blockchain, which make it all easier. And now you can see in Web2, Still a lot of travel companies try to, they want to work together because they're depending on each other, but still they're kind of afraid to work together because they're afraid that somebody else become bigger or take a bigger market share or whatever. So it's pretty highly competitive. What I noticed so far in Web3, that is a lot of collaboration partnerships and that make it super exciting. It's also for me nice to, to speak to people, say, like, look, look, let's partner instead of let's compete. And I think that's also the whole movement will take place. And eventually if you go to secondary reservations, for example, I think it's a good example. So, yes, we will make hotels, hotel bookings eventually res- resellable. So, if you make a hotel reservation and you can't travel, that you make that available for resale. How amazing will it be if you can sell this booking? Actually, it'll be available on the blockchain and there are other booking platforms out there can say we're taking the same availability from this resell. So for me, as a, we want to keep the user happy. And if this booking is actually taken or booked on a different platform because they offer a resale functionality or Functionality, which just becomes available, our user is happy. For me, it doesn't matter. I think it's the same. If we have a user on our platform and then actually can book a room which was resold on a different platform, why not? So why not work there together, in a cent- or say, in a decentralized space, instead of compete together? Because eventually, there's a benefit for all of us. Our user is happy if we can resell the booking. Our user is happy even if you can book something, even though provided by somebody
0: else. You know, Michael, I got one more question for you. If people are interested in finding out more about sleep, where can they go?
1: Go to sleep.io, our website, follow us on Twitter and join our Discord because then you're really up to date when we go live, could be very soon. So join us now, keep an eye on us and uh, join us for this revolution.
0: Awesome, so go check them out. Of course, links are in the description. Uh, Michael, I just want to say it's been an interesting conversation. Good luck with sleep and I appreciate you joining us today. Thanks, Christian. And that wraps it up for the token.io podcast for today. We got plenty more episodes coming your way, so make sure you go follow us uh, on our social medias. Check out our website, token.io, for all the latest news on NFT, crypto, blockchain, you name it, we got it. And as well as if you're interested in any topics that haven't been covered out there uh, on this great wide internet, let us know and we'll be sure to cover them in one of our next episodes. And feel free to drop us a line at info at token.io. Until then.